Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. When Covington and Masvidal step into the octagon this Saturday at UFC 272, DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, has a knockout offer for new customers. Bet just $1 on the main event and get $100 in free bets no matter what. Could be a first-round knockout, majority draw, or double knockout resulting in a no contest. No matter the outcome, you get paid. And look, if sports books aren't available in your state yet, you can still feel the thrill of UFC 272 with DraftKings free to play pools. Everyone can enter a free pool with $10,000 in prizes. Answer a handful of questions like how long will the fight last and who will walk out a winner? And follow along and track your results. All you got to do at DraftKings is use code DNVR. That's code DNVR when you sign up at DraftKings. And you can bet $1 on the main event and get $100 in free bets no matter what. Code DNVR, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the UFC and NBA. If you want to do a little basketball betting as well, must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, appreciate you showing up in the proper work attire, Will. It is, uh, yeah, right. benchwarmerbrew, baby. <laughs> Benchwarmerbrew.com. Buy my king coffee. Buy it. Oh, hey, this is the That's Good Broncos podcast. I'm Brandon Perna here with Will Keys. It's combine week. All the little juicy nuggets are coming out. We're going to talk about what that means for the Broncos. Anything big happening? Not really. We're just learning that uh, football coaches see what we see, and the Broncos do need a quarterback. George Payton wants to upgrade the quarterback if he can. They're talking to the rookies, so uh, we'll divulge what we've learned from a couple days so far the Broncos have had at the Combine which is weird because we have access to George Payton here in Denver Nathaniel Hackett but all of Denver media is now in Indianapolis and still just talking to all of the Broncos coaches uh, so it's a, it's a long way to travel to just to have to talk to those guys but I respect uh, the DNVR <laughs> crew being down there putting yeah. up videos they got the phnx crew down there too so uh moving up in the world and use code dnvr when you sign up over at DraftKings. damn it i hit the wrong button DraftKings sportsbook a sponsor of this show will welcome i'll shut up now there it is there we go um how are you i'm well 
I'm well. I, I get a little jealous uh, watching people who get to travel to the combine. Uh, to be honest, <laughs> looks like so a lot funny. of fun. I've I've always wanted to um, visit Indianapolis and just Indiana in general. So yeah, you know, hopefully that happens for us one day. Um, I'd also, you know, <laughs> I love the idea of traveling um, to an event that is televised and for everybody. <laughs> Uh, you know, for everybody to see, no matter yeah. where they are. See, when I see everybody there, I'm like, oh, thank God, I don't have to go to that shit. Thank God, YouTube. But you get me. to ask questions. I have no people. desire to ask questions because <laughs> me neither. Like when it comes down to it, I'm never gonna ask a good question. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm gonna try to think of something funny. And it's going to one of two things are going to happen. I might get a great soundbite of a great response, but mm -hmm. more likely than not, I would be the guy everybody else points to as the idiot. You should not be asking the questions you should not ask. And I, it wouldn't be intentional. It's not like I wouldn't be trying to do anything shocking or, but like the natural order of my being, I would just, I would want to, to get a glimpse of, uh, you know, which of these quarterbacks might be able to fuck around and make a joke with me. Like, that's all I want to know. Mm -hmm. And I don't mm -hmm. think any of them are. I don't think any of them are funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They don't seem like the most gregarious. Um, Malik Willis actually seemed like he was pretty uh, – Malik Willis and, and Carson Strong were making a few jokes. Um, so. Nice. Who knows? Sam Howell was shooting basketballs with the Eagles. Kenny Pickett was like an hour and a half late to his own interview because they're because um, his small you know. hands couldn't drive a car there. <laughs> yeah, because they're too busy trying to I measure his tiny hands. Wheel. My hands are too small. <laughs> he has to wear gloves to drive a car <laughs> to hold like a <laughs> to hold like a cup of coffee. He's got to put on QB gloves. <laughs> Where's my coffee gloves? My doorknob opening glove. <laughs> what what did his hands measure? Like eight? They're under nine inches, right? Yeah, like I think they're like eight and a fourth, maybe. And I, I measured my own hands. Size too. hands is me. Yeah, I've got yeah. like I don't feel like I have big hands, and I'm like an inch bigger than Pickett, yeah. which is concerning because like sometimes I have problems gripping a football. Yeah, see, you're a big guy, so your hands are like to me they look normal size. But for as big as you are, you kind of have small hands. Yeah, th thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> in in proportion to my head, especially, it's not you know. Yeah, you got a huge head. It looks it even bigger with big. your beard. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I remember when I was trying on helmets in uh, high school football, and um, they just had to find the biggest one. <laughs> yeah, we already been through the story where I had to wait two weeks for them to get the small helmets shipped back in. <laughs> If only we could combine our heads to make one normal head. Yeah. Cost me a start opening week of the season too. Did it really? Yeah, because they didn't know Jeez. like I could play football because I didn't couldn't hit for two weeks because I couldn't wear I didn't have a helmet. I had to sit on the sideline with uh, another undersized fellow uh, who was you know probably one of the most unathletic kids on the team. So mm -hmm. I think they just like lumped us together as like you know. Why didn't they just like take some like packing peanuts and 
put it in you know, like tape it to your head. Yeah. I had a helmet at home that like, you can't use your own helmet. I'm like, it's kind of, I, I was at a new it. school. It was like, it was yeah. a new school, new state. I didn't know anybody. It was uh, it was a tough, tough time for me back in seventh grade. Backwards anyway. ass Kansas. Yeah. You're the original uh, Antonio Brown, essentially. Yeah. Like, give me the helmet helmet. that meets my demands. I uh, drink okay. it up. <laughs> I don't know why he turned into Daniel Plainview. Yeah, yeah, like when I did blood. my Antonio Brown impression, I was like, that kind of sounds like <laughs> Daniel Davis. Give, give me the blood, Lord. <laughs> All right. Did you watch uh, Power of the Dog yet? Uh, yeah, most of it. Um. I don't know. It didn't really hit me. Uh, well, you got to finish it. That's the whole thing. Whatever. Um, it's like, it is to me, it's uh, like, I've wanted to talk to you about it. We're not going to get into it, but it's kind of like, uh, there yeah, will yeah. be blood meets broke back mountain. And mm-hmm. um, like there will be blood. If you don't finish it, you're not going to appreciate the movie at all. <laughs> okay. I will sit down and yeah, I will give it my full attention. Um, yeah, I just start where you left off, and then you'll be like, "Oh, I see what they're doing." No, and no, I got, I got to start from the beginning. I've got, I've got a bunch of Oscar movies to catch up on. Yeah. Kimmy was I good think though. It took me two sittings, but that's just because I'm a dad, and uh, I was like, I don't know where they're going with this. And then you're like, "Oh, okay, okay, all right." Where are we gonna start with football shit? Uh, can he play? I don't know, man. He's just going to play without hands this year. Yeah, he's going, he's just going to play with hooks. <laughs> I think he's going to just throw the ball with hooks. Fuck yeah. Might Check it out. The hook on QB. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So I will start here. So there's been a bunch of mock drafts recently. I mean, there's like 1,700 mock drafts every day, I assume. Yeah. Uh, but some of the more reputable, mo- reputable mock drafters have uh, a few names that have come up with the Broncos pretty frequently. So I think one of the more interesting ones I've heard, because we've got Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett. Those aren't really a surprise. Best available tackle makes sense. It's a good tackle draft. Um, yeah. And then you've got, you've got Florida State edge rusher, Jermaine Johnson. Uh-huh. That makes sense. It's a position need. in need. But the one that really interested me was Cincinnati quarterback, Ahmad Sauce Gardner. How do you feel about that? And you said corner to be corner defense. Man, I I love me some corners and I love having the ninth pick in the draft. And Mm -hmm. I don't think I would love taking corners at number nine and back to back drafts when your number one need is quarterback. You sure? Uh, Yeah. I mean, fuck. Two shutdown corners would be pretty sick for the defense. Assuming, one, the Broncos already got their quarterback in free agency, which they're not going to have the ninth pick if they do. So that's out the window. <laughs> right. Or two, they know they can get Carson Strong in the second round. Uh, which is very I plausible. Think, I think teams, it feels like there's a outside chance you could get him in the second round. They're going to, they need a corner based on uh, Bryce Callahan. We talked about it last episode. He's probably, you know, they got to make a decision on him. Yeah. Fuller's gone. What do you got? OJ Moody. Don't know how he's going to yeah, fill in that uh, role. Ronald Darby. 
Darby's there. Valuable signing last year. Yeah. But people are high on Sauce Gardner. So they kind of look at him like the Pat Sertan of this draft. You had two lockdown corners. That is huge for your defense, especially when you're facing Pat, Pat Mahomes and Justin Herbert and Derek Carr every year. But it doesn't matter if you don't get your QB, Will. It doesn't matter. That's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, I do yep. kind of – you're playing with fire here a little bit. If you really, really need a quarterback and you're saying, we're just going to wait till the draft to do it, there's going to be someone left Yeah. in the second round when you pick. Might not be your guy, though. But the way this draft is shaping up, who knows who is whose guy. And I think every team is going to have a different – uh, hierarchy of quarterbacks this year yeah so it's gonna it the fog is really starting to settle in terms of like <clears throat> no one knows what's gonna no one knows who the first overall pick is it's insane no. i, I have the, ja- the jaguars are listening to trade offers for it too yeah and i don't so think they're could, gonna get any well they no, said they're open no, for i don't business. know why they would like it doesn't make sense i'm sure they want to trade um the more a team wants to trade out of the first pick uh, the lesser chance there is that they are going to find a partner. That's yes. the thing. Because <laughs> it means there's uh, not a consensus number one guy. Right. And, Unless there was a quarterback, like a number one quarterback this year, um, then it would be easy. Yeah. But obviously there is exactly not. like what I was writing in for tomorrow's episode is when you don't have a consensus number one pick, you don't really have a consensus number one player because outside of quarterback, your premier positions are tackle. Edge mm-hmm. rusher and corner, mate, right? But corners, like nobody's going to take a corner, number one overall. So it's really edge rusher, tackle. And if you have your QB and you can take a tackle, number one, that's fine. But nobody's going to really trade up to get a tackle. I don't Yeah, in a really anymore. deep class where there's not one yeah. guy who's clearly and, ahead of the rest. And there's two really good edge rushers in this this draft in uh, yeah. Hutchinson and Thibodeau, right? So you yeah. don't need to trade to number one to get your edge rusher because there's a chance the other guy you like might be there. So the Jags just, they got to take whoever they think is the best player available. Um, so when, it, it makes it weird when there's not a QB. But for the Broncos and what weird. they need, they're actually, it's a, it's a better situation. Um, because there's a chance whoever they want for quarterback is available by nine. And yeah, uh, I think they should take whoever that guy is. I, I like, think if you're yeah, reaching yeah. by a round and you get your franchise quarterback, doesn't matter. You're going to look like a fucking genius later. And you get <laughs> the fifth round uh, or the fifth year option as well, which is important yes. for a quarterback. Like, I don't understand how you could not take a QB there and you're the Broncos. Assuming only, you don't get a free, assuming you don't yeah. make a move from free agency. Right, right. I think the only um, other option would be to trade back, take your guy. You could do that, but I, I'm thinking like take a premier kind of guy at nine. Like, say you want Sauce Gardner Sorry. at ninth overall. Well, if and we I'd got our, cool. one of our best named players at uh, number one uh, first round pick. That's good business for us. That's good business for us. I like that. And then here's the thing. You package those Von Miller trade or those Von Miller picks, maybe even your first round pick next year 
move back into the first round, take a quarterback. Boom. What's wrong? Yeah, with I don't that? even know if you have to give up your first round or next year to get. Yeah, back maybe not. In at the they've top. got so many picks this year that it's uh, they've got a lot of flexibility. Yeah, like They're very okay. um, fluid, cash fluid, whatever economics. Yes, trade fluid. Uh, look, if their top oh, guy is Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis or Matt Corral, yeah, those are kind of like the three you see cycled in as the number one QB prospect in the draft. Then you take that guy at nine because mm -hmm. if they're available, because I think one of those guys is going to go before nine, honestly, like why wouldn't the giants take one of those guys with their two top 10 picks? They would, the giants would be stupid to not take a quarterback as well. Um, but what was I going to say? I don't, maybe they're stupid though. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But if, if your top guy is, say, Carson Strong or Desmond Ritter, I don't think those guys are going to go first. You know what I mean? For one yeah. or two, necessarily. Or Howell. So, yeah. So, one another, yeah, or Sam Howell, who uh, said Hackett's cool or some shit. Uh, they, mm -hmm. You could probably get one of those guys at the top or the very end of the first or move up in the second to, to take your quarterback, kind of like what they did when they got Drew Locke, right? Like they traded up. And they picked um, Reisner and Locke back-to-back. -back. Could be the same. They traded up in the second round last year to get Javante Williams. So, like, the formula to do it's there. So, I think they kind of got to wait and see what happens in front of them to determine what they'll do in terms of how they're going to pursue their quarterback. And then, of course, they have to like one of those guys like Strong or Ritter. Yeah. And they've said nothing about Carson Strong, the Broncos. Okay? They haven't really been asked about him either. But that's based why on, we need to be there. Yes. Based on the way that Hackett and Peyton talked about what they um, prioritize in their quarterback, the first thing they both said is toughness. Mm -hmm. And I think you could easily make the argument in this draft, Carson Strong's best quality over those other guys right now, I would say is toughness. He played yeah. through a knee injury all year long. I think, right? yeah, I mean, there's – I can't find a guy who's not pretty tough in this draft class. Like, you got Matt Corral who played in a bowl game that he didn't need to and, <clears throat> right. and got hurt as a result. And I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't watched the other guys enough, but yeah, Strong's definitely there. I, you can look at these two uh, sound bites like in a couple of directions because, yeah, toughness – Obviously, you know, the first one that came to me was strong. But so, all right, let's read what Hackett yeah, give said me the quote. and what he wants out of a quarterback. So someone asked him and he said, I think when you look at a quarterback, my job is to fit the system to him. That's yep. I like that. I like to hear that. Every quarterback's different. Every guy plays different. You can look across the league and there's under center offenses, spread offenses, the idea is to figure out what those guys do and what they're comfortable in and kind of always make them feel uncomfortable too because you want them to grow and do other things that can possibly get into their menu of things that they can do. I know that was kind of a weird sentence, uh, but I get it. At the same time, when it's crunch time and they feel like they need a little help, you have to help them do what they do best. So I like the fact that he a lot of people were asking like 
what quarterback fits the Hackett system? And I don't think there's an answer because I think Hackett will fit the system to whichever guy he likes best. Yeah. That's why a you good got way to coach. It's, it's a really the good exact way to coach. opposite of what we've been given before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the Pat Shermer experience proves that. Um, yes. and, and then George Payton was asked the same thing and he gave some more um, specific answers. So he said, I think height, as we've learned, there's some quarterbacks that aren't over six feet who are dynamic. Maybe opening the door for a, uh, you know, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray trade. I don't know. Yeah. And apparently uh, Russell Wilson news, Pete Carroll has listened to trade offers for Russell Mm -hmm. Wilson. He hasn't just heard of them. He's listened to them. He's listened to them. And then he said, we're not trading him. Liar. So that's different from what the Packers are now saying which is nobody's calling us about an Aaron Rodgers trade. Yeah. <laughs> which a week ago it was, we're not picking up the phone for an Aaron Rodgers trade. Right. So maybe they just took their phone off the hook. Yeah. Oh, sorry, guys. We forgot possible. to put the phone back on. Yeah, Shit, I guess so many. <laughs> look at all these voicemails for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, we're sorry. We didn't know somebody wanted you. We just didn't know. The Packers seem like they conduct business with the landline. Yeah. Oh, I imagine Green Bay, Wisconsin still uses landline landlines in general. I think when they're serious about a trade, uh, it's just Morse code. Like, yeah, (laughs) give us Mason Cross. No, nobody wants Mason Crosby right now. Um, All right. Where the hell were we? Okay. Yeah. So height, not important to George Payton. Um, Different from the previous GM. That was what a lot of people took from that. Um, interesting. So when I first got into the league, everyone wanted a 6'5 quarterback, right? Who could really throw it. Didn't matter if they moved. Well, the league's changed. Agreed. Yeah. Is is um, Sam Howell kind of the shorter, more mobile QB or is- – What's his yeah, size? he's he's a little more compact. He's sturdy. He's definitely sturdy. I would I'm gonna look it up, but I'm guessing he is around six one. Six one. He's like Baker he's Mayfield. Like Baker size. Mayfield size, but with a little meat on the bones. Yeah, I mean he is just like a Baker Mayfield clone in a lot of ways, yeah. except he's a better runner. Maybe not the same passer. But he just kind of looks like him too. He's got this. A very similar face. I don't know in terms of like acting chops. <laughs> Hard to tell. Yeah. Baker's comfortable in front of a camera. That's for he, sure. He is. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing is like people are going to listen or read to these comments and they're going to try to extrapolate something from They're going to try to fit it to the guy they want. Yeah. That's what but here, here's what I took from this. And this is not a very satisfying answer. But uh, every quarterback is on the table. Um, there is like yeah. one mold. Well, there's not like one guy that they're interested in. I mean, it, he didn't rule out a six-five quarterback who can't move. He's just saying that the league has shifted. Right? Yeah. Well, and I think what we're kind of learning about George Payton is he's not going to uh, tip his hat, right? No, he's not going to let he, us know he what he's plays going the to game do. very well. It was like it felt like John Elway let everybody know what his plans were. And yeah, maybe, he was not a, um, you know, he's not very good at concealing secrets. 
No, it's why we knew Fangio had the job. It's why we knew uh, Vance Joseph had the job. It's why we knew Kubiak uh, was going to get the job. Like John Fox, mm-hmm. <laughs> like all these guys. Um, they, we knew the Broncos were super high on Paxton Lynch, and everybody like who the yeah, hell? Yeah, they knew. Lynch? There were reports that they liked Paxton Lynch in the middle of the 2015 season while they're yeah. in a Super Bowl run. They're like yeah. it leaked that they talked to Paxton Lynch's high school coaches. Yeah. Always like tell everybody we like this guy. I don't care who yeah. knows. <laughs> I don't care. I so um, I, I think um yeah, a little more like subterfuge is is good. Yeah. And I like that and here's the doesn't tip his hand. No. He yeah, is it tip your hand or tip your hat? What the fuck is it? I don't know. Well you tip your hat to someone who does something well. Yeah, like it's, tip, well it's, it's poker. Tip your hand <laughs> is poker. God, I'm stupid. Okay, here's my <laughs> takeaway. Uh because I heard both Peyton and Hackett on video give their own answers what they look for in the quarterbacks they both said uh toughness number one they both said uh the mental capacity to handle the game uh hackett went into a little more detail but they want a smart quarterback so toughness smarts accuracy Mm -hmm. that like on it was like they're they're on the same page right they're talking about evaluating quarterbacks in the same way i think that's a positive sign now, Hackett went on to say, and if he's athletic, that's a nice bonus to have, basically. Agreed. So I think it's interesting that they're talking about those things and they're talking about the quarterback position, I think, that in a little bit different way than we're, we're used to hearing. Like, mm-hmm. saying toughness is the most important thing for your quarterback, like, I don't recall that being, like a lot of scouts or teams like number one priority. It's usually like accuracy, the arm talent, you know, something like that. Well, it kind of makes sense. I mean, this is a team that acquired Teddy Bridgewater last year. Uh, yeah. He's probably one of the, one of the tougher quarterbacks we've seen in the yeah. last like 15 years. And they put accuracy third because I think like they look at accuracy Obviously, you don't want a guy who's super inaccurate at the college level. I think that's a red flag. But um, I think as a coach, you look at we can coach accuracy. We can get a guy throwing better, right? Like it's you can't teach toughness. And a quarterback can learn the game and get better at it. But if you find a guy who you know can already grasp and process a playbook and all of that you know, complicated uh, facets of the game, then you kind of have a, a like a leg up in the process. And the way they were talking about some of these things, I was like, man, if they were drafting when Josh Allen was available, he would have yeah. been their guy. <laughs> Probably like, toughness, um, accuracy being third most important. But I think you're. You, I think you really nailed it in that they're considering all of these guys, and I think they believe yeah, they're going to have a few guys are. that. Well, of course they would consider them all, but I think they're like. No. Yeah. They, they they're actually figuring out how each of these guys can fit into their system, mm-hmm. and they're not eliminating guys. Just by like, nah, he won't fit with what we want to do. He won't fit. With, but I feel like Peyton did that last year, but. <laughs> This year, uh, they know they need to upgrade the QB position. Um, and I think the it's pressure right. of that decision is Peyton understands that now. Yeah, I mean, he put it at like a 1 out of 10. He put it at a 10. He's, yes. on, he's on high alert 
for the quarterback position, which is like an Pilot. interesting, that was kind of like a, almost like a gotcha question because <laughs> like, what are you going to say other than like, yeah, it is the most important thing. It's a 10. Cause you sound yeah. stupid if you're like, I don't know, it's like a six or a seven. But yeah, you could spin it like, hey, we got two good quarterbacks on the roster. Uh, I'm not going to give a number to that, but. Yeah, but if someone has a gun to your head, which I imagine was not the case, and said like you had to say a number, yeah, of course you're going to say yeah. 10. But that also kind of alienates the quarterbacks on the roster. But then you also go and say like, yeah, we like Drew Locke too. But clearly yeah. Yeah, like that he's, you know, it's not going to happen with either of yeah. these quarterbacks. Um, one thing about like accuracy that you mentioned, it is weird how like growing up, I always heard people say like, you can't teach accuracy. And I feel like that's like the dumbest thing. Um, like one of the dumbest platitudes that people used to say, because Josh Allen has kind of proven that wrong. I think, well, hmm, yeah, I get what the the point is there. Some guys are like, there's Tim Tebow, and I don't think you could teach him accuracy. But I think Probably that's not. because he was a tragically flawed passer. Josh Allen had, uh, what was it, junior season that was really good, and he was accurate. And then his senior season, highly inaccurate. And then that carried through to the NFL and then progressively got better. So I think. You can teach accuracy to somebody who has special arm talent. If you're mm-hmm. looking at a guy who's inaccurate and doesn't have an impressive arm, then I think like you need to be able to identify that that person just might not be cut out to be an NFL passer. Oh uh, yeah, no, definitely. Like I don't think I think it's more like you can correct. It. You can correct accuracy yeah, because but you correct you can, accuracy based on like cor- correcting like footwork and timing too. It's like yes, it is the result of a lot of other small things. Which yes, hundred to say like you can't fix accuracy is saying like you can't fix footwork, which you no. can. Yes, but obviously no one was going to make an accurate quarterback out of Paxton Lynch, no, or Tim Tebow, no. <laughs> <laughs> who's another who's a really wildly inaccurate QB I mean even like fucking Jimmy Garoppolo he's a very accurate short mid-range passer and then yeah. just deep ball he's 50-50 man <laughs> it's, yeah maybe it's, he'll it's, you know maybe he'll hit a perfect deep ball maybe he'll overthrow Emmanuel Sanders at the most crucial point yeah. of the Super Bowl anyway yeah. he's on the trade block He's on the trade block. Uh, We're going to do more of the trade block here after I tell you about the block that is this legal disclaimer from DraftKings Sportsbook. Check it out. Uh, DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of, can you guess who it is, Will? Oh, man. No, I can't. U-F. Can you guess now? U. F-S-L? C. Oh, I knew I could get you. It's the UFC fights. <laughs> Punching people in the freaking face. This weekend, when Covington and Masvidal step into the octagon Saturday, UFC 272, you can bet just $1 if you're a new customer on the main event and get $100 in free bets no matter what happens. 
could be a knockout in the first round, a majority draw, or double knockout, resulting in a no contest. No matter the outcome, you get paid. And if sports books aren't available in your state, everyone can enter a free pool with $10,000 in prizes. Answer a handful of questions like how long will the fight last? Who will walk out a winner? And follow along and track your results. Just use code DNVR when you sign up and bet a dollar on the fight. UFC 272. And you can win $100 in free bets. Also, you uh, DraftKings. Official partner with the NBA, so you can do some b-ball, b-ball bettings if you like. Just use code DNVR. Got to be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. That was not clear. <laughs> um, okay. Now, I'm just going to throw this out there. Carson Strong, not an option. Everybody mm -hmm. knows you love him, which means everybody knows I love him because you love him. Mm -hmm. So just take Carson Strong off the table here, Will. Mm -hmm. You can choose your next quarterback as Mitch, kissing titties, Trubisky, Jimmy Garoppolo, Carson Wentz, Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral, Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis. You can have one of those guys, or you can even double down. You could take one, a free agent, and, and draft one. Okay, Who I think the them? number one priority for me would be Corral. Okay. And that lines up with our buddy uh, Tim Jenkins, too. Yeah, where did, he, where did he where did he finally list Ritter? Because he was pretty high on, on Ritter. I yet. Ah, he's working on yeah. it. Yeah. So Ritter, interesting. To me, uh, I, I thought it was useful information that he said he has the most like NFL relatable offense at Cincinnati right. um, that he was working from. And guys like Matt Corral don't. But again, like you got a guy like Hackett who's going to adapt the offense to a yeah. person's skill set. I think Corral, uh, I wouldn't be upset with Matt Corral at all. I yeah. think he has got a really, really high upside. Hard to say I'd be upset with Malik Willis, too, but if you get Willis, you definitely need that contingency plan in a guy like Trubisky or even Wentz. Because, like, and I'd pick Trubisky over Wentz if I was going to power rank the two. Yes. Because I would. Wentz just seems like if just a total cancer in the locker room, <laughs> considering that those have been the reports for the last like four years. In, in two venues now. Oh, did in Philly he, did, and Indy. The locker room didn't like him in Indy? Well, he doesn't get along with the coaches. He, it doesn't sound like he gets along with his teammates very well. Interesting. Um, he was just kind of a distraction all year in Indy. Um, wow. You know, with the whole COVID thing. I. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's a little goofy. But when you have two different teams – wanting to trade you in the yeah. um, span of, you know, 10 months, probably a red flag. I'd honestly take Jared Goff over Carson Wentz. I think I would too. I think yeah. I would too. Um, Easy. Not on the table. I'm, I'm the table. so off of Wentz. 
off. And that was just because yeah. he, he pissed me off by playing like ass at the end of the Colts cult season. And I wanted but that kind of tells cult. that kind of tells you everything you need to know about him. Yeah. Hundred percent. Right? Like puts up great stat, like good looking stats, but you net you knew watching him play, like that's not who he is. Yeah. And you saw like he a bunch like, of drop uh, interceptions and and like narrowly avoided turnovers. Yeah. And you're like it's coming. Those are going to come back to haunt him at some point, and it does in the most critical point of the season. Yeah. He's like he, he's like Kirk Cousins without the really impressive stats. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like mildly impressive stats. Yeah. Um so I agree. I would take Trubisky. I would be happy if the Broncos made a play for Trubisky. Uh, because as you'll learn tomorrow, we think he's probably gonna be the best quarterback available. because uh, I think Rogers is gonna go back to Green Bay. I think Russell Wilson's gonna go back to Seattle. And so in terms of actual available quarterbacks, he might be the best. And yep. it might be the best in terms of fit with Hackett. And before like we even started hearing Trubisky's name in this super positive sort of light, I was thinking that Trubisky would be a good fit with the Browns because I think he can run their offense just as effectively, if not better than Baker Mayfield, because I think he's actually a little more athletic than Baker. And then when Brian Dable went to the Giants, I was like, he would make sense there, although you could argue yeah. Daniel Jones just as athletic as Trubisky, probably a little bit better of an arm. Has the fumbling issue, also turnover problems. Trubisky threw picks, but he was. I never safe thought with Trubisky football. was as bad as people made him out to be. Yeah, he's not a turnover machine. Um, so if I think he would be an improvement for the Giants or the Browns, or hell, even the Steelers. Mike Tomlin wants like a, a mobile athletic quarterback. Trubisky kind of fits that. It's like, why wouldn't he be a decent fit for the Broncos? So I kind yeah. of got to the Broncos based by like thinking Trubisky would be good fits for other teams. And now that we have Hackett, that a guy I trust to develop and get the best out of a quarterback, I think that makes sense for Trubisky. But for the rookies, if it's, if it's not Carson Strong, then... Uh, yeah, Corral or Willis excite me just because Willis, I think there's that upside there, right? Um, mm -hmm. Super athletic. Corral, I think most people are kind of leaning towards him as the most dynamic QB. Pickett's still up there at number one because people say he's the most NFL ready, but he's yeah, the guy but... that excites me the least. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. again, I'm not a college football expert, but what little I've watched of him, I'm just like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, NFL ready, like ready for what? Yeah. Right, ready to start day one? That's not like the measure of the best quarterback. No. Is it? Like it just means your ceiling's not, you know, you got a high floor, low ceiling, and the Broncos are shooting for a guy with a high ceiling. Yeah. Like that's why you yeah. draft quarterbacks in the first round. Yeah. You can go out and – free agency and get, get a guy with a, a low ceiling, high floor. Yeah. You can get, so Jimmy, Jimmy, you can get yeah. Bisky, Wentz, fucking who else is available there? I don't know. Teams don't let really good QBs go. Uh, but I would take, I mean, 
I'd take Russell Wilson if that's real. If the Seahawks are actually listening to trades, then I think yeah, I maybe they're putting might, there. I might be interested. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I was looking at – because for Trubisky, I was looking at touchdown percentages – and he had the same touchdown percentages as Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen. And we he, think of those he, guys as great. And then point. I look at Aaron Rodgers' touchdown percentage. It was like seven. Russell Wilson's at seven. And then last Aaron Rodgers' 2020 mm-hmm. MVP season, like a nine-point-something touchdown percentage. That's just based on passes, right? So it's it's not every play. You could factor in touchdown percentage for their rushing too. But uh, anyway. Yeah, I mean, look, everybody, the narrative has shifted. You know, Matt Nagy was the coach of the year in 2018, and he is now like the worst coach who's ever coached. Yeah. But if you want to roll with that narrative that he's really bad coach, I think the truth is somewhere in between. Um, but if you really hate him, look at Mitch Trubisky's numbers under uh, under Matt Nagy. First of all, you know, the record, 11-3, and 8-7, and 6-3. and three. In three years. I know that's not like the end all be all, but 24 touchdowns, 12 picks, seven and a half yards per attempt in 2018, second year. That'd if not for Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes being taken in the first round behind him, I think we would think about Mitch Trubisky a lot differently. Yeah, I agree. Because as it stands, like his 2018 season was one of the best quarterback seasons in Bears history. <laughs> yeah, which is not the highest bar, but um, no. I think that says something. No, and even his twenty uh, last season, twenty twenty, when mm-hmm. he didn't like, there was a bunch of games he didn't play because they had the Nick Foles experiment, right? Right. But when they switched to him late in the season, um, he started playing better and got him into the postseason. You know. The and he was doing it without really good receiving weapons in Chicago, right? You have one good yeah. receiver, that's basically it, tight end. Uh, criticizing the offensive line, consistent run game like he was doing more with less, and yeah, so the narrative is, has changed. Going to Buffalo helped them, he played a really great uh, preseason game. But, like, I don't know if the Broncos are interested in him. Yeah, there's no indication. But so, uh, he's, a team's going to make a play for him. And I think he, we're going to get a, a fair – he's going to go to a better team, too, than he was with the Bears, I believe. Yeah, I mean, it because he's going to be able to pick his spot, too. He's going to have some options. Like, hell, he could go to Tampa Bay. Yeah. And and play with a really uh, talented, talented roster. I don't know if he's – yeah, I'm not sure he's the best fit for Bruce Arians, but um, yeah, Tampa Bay could go after him. Like we said, Pittsburgh. Uh, what was the other fucking team? I said the Eagles as kind of a dark horse. Interesting. Seems like I, this is a team that just interviewed Sam Howell too, so I think they are oh, yeah. always looking to upgrade at quarterback, even if they don't. Cleveland. You got the commanders in there. Commanders are going to be in the QB market. The so. commanders. Still getting used to the the commanders. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, uh, Noah Fant, fifth-year option. Oh, yeah. 
They have yet to put the fifth-year option on Noah Fant. He would be the candidate for it. Uh, George Payton said they like what Fant does. They want him to be in Denver for a long time. They just haven't made the decision on that yet. I, I think with Hackett, what excites me about Noah Fant in a new offense is seeing what Robert Tunyon did in Green Bay. Yeah. Hackett got Tunyon like wide open a lot. Yeah. And if you can do that with, got him with a 10 Bobby touchdown Tunyon, season, right? Yeah. Yeah. And well, you know, we can attribute some of that to Aaron Rodgers, of course. Yeah. Of but, course. <laughs> uh, Noah Fant will, like, he will explode with either the Broncos or someone else. But it, it I feel like he is like a 10 touchdown. 900 yard season waiting to happen with somebody yeah just like jerry if, judy is if he's not i feel like albert O also is that waiting yeah <laughs> well, let's just yeah i mean i think the only position really off the board for the broncos is you know, probably tight end yeah they don't need the to draft round. a tight end and it's a super deep and in free agency, agency yeah because oh, even really cal rudolph is going to be a i mean if George Payton was going to go after a tight end, I bet Kyle Rudolph would be on his radar as a former Viking. But um, I mean, he might not. That's kind of interesting because if he was cheap and you could get him as a like a, a primarily a blocker, that'd be interesting. If you're going to let Eric Salbert go, maybe, but at the same time, yeah, yeah, you might want Salbert a little. It's cheaper. like receipt. Well, here's what's crazy too, like. Uh, I saw a tweet today. I think it may, maybe it's Pro Football Network um, saying that the Broncos are a team interested in Devontae Adams. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe that, <laughs> unless Aaron Rodgers is part of that uh, package. Yeah, if Aaron Rodgers is part of that package, or. Russell Wilson and part of getting one of those quarterbacks is trading Jerry Judy away, right? Like, I suppose. Yeah. I've always been against that idea in principle though. Like why would the Broncos be interested in Devontae Adams when they gave new contracts to Sutton, Tim Patrick, have Judy coming back on his, it'll be his third year, have KJ Hamler who will be back from a knee injury Mm -hmm. plus two pass catching tight ends and Alfred Owen, no fan. Um, Obviously, I would welcome Devontae Adams to the Broncos. <laughs> yeah. I just don't think that's real. Like the, I don't think it's the number one priority. <laughs> the report was that the Broncos and a couple teams were putting together like offers for him. And I just don't know if I could see that as being accurate because it's there's the two positions I don't think they need are receiver and tight end. Yeah. You could draft yeah. the running back. You can draft offensive line. You can draft defensive line, edge, linebacker. They're going to bring back Josie Jewell. That's a top priority. Uh, you can draft corner. And, hell, you can draft safety. The two positions I don't see them drafting, receiver, uh, tight end, which means I don't see them going after either position free agency unless you said mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, the final piece. Then you just make Aaron Rodgers happy, which yeah seems to be more difficult than we all thought. If you got Devontae Adams and you're trading, would you rather trade Judy or Sutton if you have Adams? Um, Sutton, because Judy's cheaper right now and he's got the fifth year option waiting. And I think Adams kind of can do what Sutton does as well, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like well, he, you have Patrick who can do what Sutton does. Yeah, no, that's right. That's, that's and a then example. Adams and Judy are a little more similar. Adams definitely more polished and more, you know, obviously more productive to say the least. Yeah. All right. Well, we got another few days of combine action and get all of the hand size measurements coming in. Um, that's going to be a whole video. It's just yeah. reading hand size measurements. Yeah. This year, of course, uh, NFL teams are no longer allowed to measure penis size. So we won't have updates on that. Mm -hmm. uh, that was um, that's new. That's part of the uh, collective bargaining agreement yeah. in 2020. Yeah. Unfortunately. It's, it's what's holding up that Major League Baseball as well. Yeah. So uh, sorry, you're not going to get baseball, Will. Uh, we'll get baseball eventually. eventually. Right. You're going to lose some games, which baseball can spare. Baseball Baseball's can spare got a few games game. to spare, I'd say. I see. Yeah, I think you're All right. right. Thank you guys for listening to another dumb podcast of ours. You can download the podcast. You can watch on YouTube. You can follow Will on Twitter at Guillermo Yaves. Other than that, I just want to say good night. And John Oway played his entire career without an ACL. And good luck to ever believing we will change this ending of the podcast. <laughs> when Covington and Masvidal step into the octagon this Saturday at UFC 272, DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, has a knockout offer for new customers. Bet just $1 on the main event and get $100 in free bets no matter what. Could be a first round knockout, majority draw, or double knockout resulting in a no contest. No matter the outcome, you get paid. And look, if sports books aren't available in your state yet, you can still feel the thrill of UFC 272 with DraftKings free to play pools. Everyone can enter a free pool with $10,000 in prizes. Answer a handful of questions like how long will the fight last and who will walk out a winner and follow along and track your results. All you got to do at DraftKings is use code DNVR. That's code DNVR when you sign up at DraftKings and you can bet $1 on the main event and get $100 in free bets no matter what. Code DNVR, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the UFC and NBA. If you want to do a little basketball betting as well, must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.